0: The Evolution Channel is sponsored by Eternal Gold Beauty, the most advanced skincare line in the world. Awaken your skin to aging in reverse at eternalgoldbeauty.com today.
1: You're listening to The Frequency of Creativity with Melinda Ha-Curley.
0: Welcome everyone to The Frequency of Creativity, where we are at the intersection of energy and art. I'm your host, Melinda Har Curley, and to see how I energize paintings with nature and light, sign up for my newsletter at melindaharcurly.com. You'll get to see my latest work, upcoming exhibits, and occasional giveaways of small prints. Melindaharcurly.com. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to the talented artist, Tony Carlton.
1: Welcome, Tony. Hi, Melinda. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Tony, I was so
0: intrigued when I went on your website. And on your website, you talk about art blessings. And that's the title of our episode today art as blessing. So my first question has to be, how and why do you intend for your art to be a blessing?
1: My art um, has changed with many different media that I've done over the years. Um, And in the early 90s, I made a big shift in my life and uh, my artwork shifted to Uh, being more about bringing um, your energy toward the heart of your work and it it being where it could make a difference in people's lives. Um, Heart-centered, a series called Spirit of the Heart, and later I named it Art Blessings, which I would add um, several different um, modalities using music, sound, um, musical instruments, um, movement, writing into my work that, that was like a prayer, a chant, a blessing, then also using hands-on with different, uh, healing modalities that I've worked with over the years into my work that helps hopefully a, a viewer, um, feel the energy when they see it or see an image of it that that makes them feel connected through their own heart.
0: Tony, even on the website and looking at your work, I can feel the energy of that. Tony, we're going to have to take a short break. And before we do, can you please share with our audience where they can find out more about you and your work?
1: My uh, website, my personal website for my art is tonycarltonart.com. And I have an art gallery, Carlton Gallery, that I've had for, for almost 40 years now. And it's carltongallery.com. So you can go there and sign up for our newsletter that we let you know about events and happenings and workshops and all kinds of things we do. And we also have an Instagram page, carlton.com. Gallery and I have a Facebook page, so you're welcome to look at all those. And my personal website is Tony CarltonArt.com.
0: Please stay with us as we find out so much more about Tony, her spiritual practices, her family history, where she lives, and how all of this comes together to for Tony to create. Art as blessing. The Superpower experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com
1: and sign up today.
0: We're back with the frequency of creativity where we are at the intersection of energy and art. Tony, I just loved listening to you talk, especially about the chanting, the meditation and infusing your work with that energy that is so aligned with this show. So Tony, do you what spiritual practices do you have that um, you do on a regular basis to help keep your energy elevated so that you are able to infuse this higher vibrational energy into your art.
1: I do uh, different types of meditation most daily for the most part. Um, open heart meditation has been a, a practice I've done for quite a few years and and others um and then i i do um movement uh conscious dance or authentic movement i also do sound voice toning using my voice to kind of calm myself and bring in a, a calmer more grounded heart-centered energy in my work and i do writing i i do writing um that's more of a right-brained exercise, kind of like, almost like channeling what's coming, and writing up and down and right to left, um, just to see what's coming in my work. And then I write on my canvases up and down and right to left in calligraphy as a as a backdrop for for my work and and to me, adding. The written word with the water, with the ink onto the canvas, to me, it's infusing the canvas with those words, those prayers, those chants, uh, songs. I also add my voice after I've written either a chant or something that I've written myself, a song. I sing, I add my voice to the piece before I actually start painting on top of the calligraphy that I've written on the piece. So there's, there's lots of different things. Uh, Different ways I incorporate the, the energy of spirituality into my work.
0: So, Tony, in listening to you um, and view, viewers, when you go to her website, um, the calligraphy is very noticeable. So, Tony, when you're talking about writing on the canvas, is all of the writing incorporated into your art? Or is some of it painted over and do some of it you write on a blank canvas to add the intention of the words? Uh,
1: Probably all of that. Um, uh, There's a lot of words, sometimes I'll write in graphite or just ink or something loose in the background. So that uh, sometimes it gets totally covered up. You don't see it. Sometimes you see through the paint. I use translucent paints, acrylic paints and gel medium so you can see through it to part of the words that I've written and then um, often on top of that I'll add ink like bold brush strokes that are done on rice paper because the the feeling of the ink on the paper um, to me helps the ink flow better sometimes than on canvas or on top of acrylic paint and I like layering layering many different layers of um, media in my artwork so So I might add calligraphy. It could be done in another language, like I've used Sanskrit a lot. I have used some Chinese and different languages. But most recently, I started writing in English up and down. So it looks like a character in another language, but it's actually in English. So I'll do that on rice paper and then apply that over some of the painting or I might apply it after I've just done the first writing and then paint on top of that so it shows through. So there's, there's many different ways I um, add the writing and the words to the canvas. And then uh, I also um, was a fiber artist way back in college, uh, many years. And so I use hand-woven fibers that I weave myself and uh, have open weave through them. So I incorporate that into the piece, kind of like a prayer flag that's blowing in the wind or, or patterns in it from my grandmother's patterns that she used to use on her looms, um, which we can probably talk about that more later, but, um, so there's many different ways I'm incorporating that energy in through different layers and the calligraphy, is seen sometimes through the weaving. um, And sometimes I paint on top of the weavings and add the the writing on top.
0: Tony, you're very, um, the word, you draw on so many um, like fibers and painting and writing and symbols and symbols, your native language is English, but in symbols from other languages, you're integrating all of these different elements into this whole. How did that come to you to have all seemingly disparate parts in being able to unify them into a cohesive whole?
1: Um, I studied art at um, Appalachian State University here in Boone, North Carolina. And I, even in high school, like my whole life, I'll, I had so much of a drive to do art, um, whether it was drawing or painting or using little crayon uh, oil pastels as a child to high school. I took every, every year I took art. It was, just, it was my main focus and, and what I really cared about. So when I went to um, Appalachian State University, I majored in art um, as well as um, it was called industrial arts at the time. And it has so many different choices of media that you could take. My dad and grandfather uh, were both woodworkers. And so I had that as part of the background. And my grandmother, um, who my aunt, her daughter taught her how to weave was a a weaver of traditional patterns. So my family with weaving on one side, woodworking, weaving, and music, Um, my other side of the family was very musical and they played all kinds of instruments and pianos and sang. And so combining all those in my heritage and then um, going to school, I took everything I could take. I double majored with, you know, there was photography and woodworking. I built my own loom because I, I wanted to have my own, you know, and I designed it from my dad and grandfather's looms that they built. And um, so the woodworking, and then I took painting and drawing sculpture and uh, metal sculpture and clay. Clay was a huge part uh, pottery in both departments. But so all of that combined, it's like, how, how can I use all of this some way? Or, or many different media. So adding the weaving in uh, after taking a 20-year break from weaving um, and just doing painting painting and drawing, I was like, how I can incorporate this back in, but incorporating the weaving back in more as a meditation um, and uh, weaving fibers um, with patterns like my grandmother might have woven on her looms or my aunt might have taught her. So. So I love combining different media.
0: Tony, I just love listening to you being able to bring together your whole family history on both sides and incorporating so many diverse modalities and materials and methods. And it's just so beautiful how you have brought all of this together.
1: Thank you, thank you. the uh, The calligraphy part kind of came later. Um, I was doing movement, um, an artist that we would work together weekly and do drawing, drawing with models and drawing um, different things, kind of contemporary painting. Um, I would I would do movement and then do loose brush drawings that felt like calligraphic images. Um, just getting the feeling of the energy of the movement and what was going on at the time. So that was kind of my beginning of um, kind of felt like adding calligraphy into my work, although I wasn't intentionally writing anything or having words or that it was more of the energetic of it through movement. And then uh, later I taught or I took um, a course with um, a dear friend uh, now who um, is a Buddhist priestess Korean who taught calligraphy and doing calligraphy on the breath and doing it as a prayer. Uh, so that became uh, another part. wasn't a family part, but um, uh, of adding, incorporating another thing into my work. So I guess the love of always doing mixed media, adding in things, uh, whether it was clay and adding clay into fibers or all the different things I did in college and early in my fiber arts. Days Because I did many different types of fibers, including basketry and basketry sculpture and wall hangings and tapestries and for so many years. And then shifting in the early 90s to doing more painting and drawing and mixed media and adding in all the different techniques um, is how that sort of came about. Tony, in listening to you,
0: you're not separate from
1: your art. Your
0: art is a combination of you and your life experiences. And you have such a rich life and have experienced so many different things. And it's just so beautiful to listen to you. And I'm fortunate enough to look at you in your studio and see all of your, you surrounded by this amazing work Um, you're not separate from your work. Your art is an extension of who you are as a person and all of your experiences.
1: That's That feels like the truth. I mean, it um, in my heart, um, art has been my life, I mean, in such a big way. And it's been my passion. And I mean, even having an art gallery and living with art around me by all these other lovely dear friends that are artists um, for almost 40 years now um it's just it's um it's just enlivened my life to be around art all the time and to help other people find things that they love and that that not only my art but other people's art can make such a difference in people's life and to help them just come in and choose a piece and, and the joy that it brings so many people, art in general. Um, I think it's so needed right now in the world um, that we um, can share ourselves through art and, and, and me sharing all of my other artists' work as well.
0: Well, Tony, let's talk about expressive art. And on your website, you you talk about your own personal spiritual journey and how you use that in expressive art and that expressive art is a form of healing.
1: Um, When I made a a big shift in my life in the early nineties and I went to, I went to Europe with a a dear friend who was one of my teachers, um, Sally Atkins, and uh, it was called the Psychology of Art. And there was, um, we I learned more than about it was early for me, but learning about meditation, learning about journaling, learning about how to use um, art myself because I took all these drawing things and stuff, so I would draw while I was there as well. But that's when I shifted from the fiber work and the basketry and all the sculpture to using, um, uh, creating art and doing these simple little drawings while I was there of showing how we're so much connected in our hearts through art. And so I, I came back home with this idea of doing mixed media pieces and did a whole series that was called spirit of the heart. And I was um, like, a, like I said, there was a big shift in my life. I left a relationship, and just all these things going on that I really needed. I needed art to um, deepen my own <clears throat> emotional stability. I think, and it, it it helped me so much to do the series because it was it's about relationships and coming together and showing we're all connected through our hearts. So it was just real simple figurative works that, um, that showed that we're all connected in our heart and coming together or apart and um, many different. Um, but this is just quite a, a large series of work that I did with that. But um, Sally Atkins began the expressive art program at Appalachian State University. So <clears throat> I trained in expressive art therapy and used it personally with my own work, which which added in, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I realized I was doing all this work already, like doing movement and doing uh, <clears throat> sound and adding that to the work. But after I did the expressive art therapy work, I it was like finding family and finding coming home and finding people that related to the same type of work I was doing, um, whether it was through clay or through painting or through writing or through voice and and seeing how it could help on an energetic level to shift what was going on physically for me emotionally for me to shift it to lighten the energy and to bring that spirit and light in in so many different ways and i think maybe that explains it and Tony,
0: so then now you offer expressive art workshops.
1: I I do. I have um, a few workshops at my own studio here. And I have people come in who've never, um, mostly people who aren't necessarily artists. They're people who come in and um, they don't have to have any experience. I can walk them through I might walk them through doing a simple writing or a real simple sketch and then do a writing from that. And through all these different modalities, by the end, they've created a piece of artwork through mixed media collage and painting. that's so meaningful to them and it, it helps them come to a place of looking inside for what's going on with them personally, maybe highlights in their life, whether it's a real positive happening or something they need to let go of and write and then cover it up with something and then shift making personal shifts in their energy and their personality, even coming into their workshop. And then when they're leaving, they're just elated because of something they, they received from being in the class on a real personal level.
0: Can you share any um, experiences of, you know, changes that some of the, students in your class have made in their life and how this expressive art therapy has specifically helped them in their
1: lives? Some experiences might have had to do with um, grief, uh, maybe the loss of a child, or something that um, maybe something real personal that They might not share with just anyone, someone Mm -hmm. that you know might have an alcohol problem or something like that, that that they feel safe enough to talk to a very small group of people and share what's going on with them. And uh we use kind of a like a Native American type, like a talking stick or something that we pass around and people just really share from their heart. And by after the end of three days, um they they might just, it's like you just see a shift of their energy, um, just that it's lightened a load or something that, uh, that to be able to share that with a few people and share what um, might come as a shift in their lives in the future and to have hope because uh, some people have a lot of trauma from their past and if I can be there to support them by using art to help move through this and and shift through the different art they do throughout the day or throughout the three days, like just watching uh, the shift in the beginning drawing and changing it into something really positive for their, their own personal life. It, it's just, um, it, it brings tears when I see the, the last final day and they're sharing what they've done and they're just, they're just beaming or, you know, they might be crying while they're talking because they're so, uh, grateful that they you know, even came to the workshop.
0: Tony, I just hear the emotion in your voice. Um, that has to be so rewarding for you as a to help guide someone to that point in their life. Um, you also on you have a series called Touch Paintings. T- tell us about the significance of these touch paintings and what they mean and how they came about.
1: Uh, I took a couple of classes with uh, Deborah kauf chapin who it's she calls her work Touch Drawings. And um, she developed this technique herself. And uh, she, uh, she was part of the expressive art therapy um, program like a program that we had here at ASU, it was like a, uh, a symposium. So she came and taught there and i uh, she's been to Boone North Carolina a couple of different times to teach classes. And, um, she's done a couple of, um, card sets like, um, touch drawing sets, but, but it's, uh, it's more of coming to your work as a prayer, which was what I was doing. So it was so fun to find her technique and to work with her, Um, she would do sound, um, voice and musical instruments and while you're working and which was, um, part of what I was doing anyway, was using my voice and that, but, um, the, the technique itself was using a really thin pieces of tissue paper and you brayer a hard on a hard surface, uh, water-based oil paints And then you just lay the tissue paper on top of it. And then you come to your work as a prayer, as an offering, as a, and you just, just by touching the paper, and you can even start with your eyes closed, you just let something show up. You don't go necessarily with a plan. You just kind of start and see what shows up. Um, The ink is coming, the the paint, the water-based paint is coming through the paper, but you're touching the paper. You're not touching the paint. And then you lift it up and it has this image on the back of the paper that, that you just did like finger painting, like just touching it with your hands. So I've done this many times and many uh, different pages of it, layers of it. And I'll go through a whole series of doing this type of work. And then I wanted to incorporate it into my painting. So I would add the touch drawings into the painting and then paint over it. I would have writing behind it, a song behind it that I wrote, uh, um, something about healing energy or something like that. And so it's many different layers, but it's it's another layer to put in the middle of all the um, different layers I incorporate in my work. And then I, I might add weaving on top. And-
0: Tony, your your work is just so rich, so rich. And I also, um, and this might be an older part of your work um, you talk about on your website that um, many of your pieces represent deeper levels of feminine
1: awakening and in, um, in a lot of my work my early work i would do photographs of um of different um kind of goddesses or angel figures or guardian angels or things like that. Like Kuan Yin was one of my favorites. And, and then I would do transfer images of some of these. I'd turn them into black and white. i do photography, turn it into black and white, and then do a transfer images of the, of the photography or turning it into a drawing just to get the energy of the feminine in the piece. And um, the, I just feel very connected to like Kuan Yin and Mother Mary and different, uh, different feminine goddesses. And even in my um, chanting, there's there are chants that I sing that are naming the different goddesses and things like that. So, so that's part of it through voice and then through the photography of the images. And then I've done also photography of um, having different friends who do movement or just uplifting energy with their arms up in the air like a dancer moving or someone that's just opening their heart like just opening up to the universe to source to divine spirit divine source god whatever name uh, anyone wants to use that light within us that is all that is um, just an open heart energy so you'll often see stencils of some of my photography and this is is more current that I've done of the female figures with their arms like embracing the light, and and that will be part of the layers of the painting, the fibers, the calligraphy behind it, maybe the written word of oneness that's in calligraphy in English uh, that you're seeing through through those images, and <clears throat> so I hope that explains it. I think
0: it explains it beautifully as this whole podcast has. And in closing, Tony, how do you think you came to all of this? And listening to you talking about your work, art blessings, um, your life is art blessings, and you are art blessings, How, and you taught that art was always a part of your life. How did this all come together? How did you create this rich and beautiful integrated life that is an art blessing?
1: Mm, That's a tough question. Um, I, I don't, know exactly how i think it's all the different threads i mean there's part of my life um i used to do sweat lodges with uh, native american friends uh cherokee elders and on my ancestor side on one side of the family it was said that uh my grandmother's mother was full cherokee i don't know that you know like any testing or anything like that and all my family members oh no we, we don't know anything about that. They used to deny any Cherokee heritage way back, you know, my ancestors, because they were afraid, I suppose, of what might happen. So, um, so I feel real drawn to Native American energy and also Tibetan energy, um, like um, both like Native American and other cultures. And I always have felt drawn to many different cultures like um, – Asian and, um, uh, African and just many different things, Native American always, but, um, but it just feels like I'm connected to so many different cultures, whether it's this life or others, it just, it feels like it's been part of who I am. Um, uh, I've kind of felt like, uh, maybe I don't always fit in, uh, to maybe my family or t- different people. It's like, I've always been a little on the other side a bit. And so um, all of that said, like going to the sweat lodges and doing a ceremony and doing chanting full moon circles with um, dear women circles that I was in for so many years, different types of things like that and, and chanting Celtic chants or things I think all of that, plus all of the different uh, techniques and things that I took in, both art and industrial arts in school, and um, and that I continue to learn. So we have so many workshops at the gallery, I keep learning new techniques all the time. But uh, I think that combined with my other grandmother, the weaver, and the heritage of the weaving and herbs and uh, going out into nature, uh, the great aunt would... I learned things from her about picking certain things and herbs and being really connected, connected to nature and the earth. And, and, um, which relates to the kind of native American way. Um, I think all of those things combined with, um, just trying to be myself plus all the meditations and things and the open heart meditation and Reiki and, Uh, Reiki Tumo, and just many kundalini, all different types of things that I've studied. I love learning more and experiencing more and diving deeper into spirituality all the time. Uh, My um, husband, partner, Mark, uh, he and I both um, have done a lot of spiritual work, the 25 years that we've been together. So uh, just having that experience added so much to my life in general,
0: and. Uh, and Tony, Tony, it's been such a pleasure listening to your story and I'm listening to you, like what you're attracted to all of the Native American and the different cultures, the different spiritual modalities and your grandmother being a weaver. You have woven so many different aspects Uh, physically in the form of your work and spiritually in the form of all these different modalities. And you really are such a beautiful, integrated whole of so many rich and deep experiences. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And before we go, Tony, please share with us one more
1: time where we can find out more about you and about your work. You can find my personal work on either my personal website, TonyCarltonArt.com or CarltonGallery.com. You can look at all our other artists and also my page on there has a lot of my artwork. And we have an Instagram page. carlton.gallery and also i have facebook carlton gallery on facebook but uh but the carltongallery.com has the widest variety of all the artists in the gallery combined with my own work so thank you so much thank you tony
0: it was a blessing to us to have you on the show today thank you Thank you everyone for being with us on the frequency of creativity, where we are at the intersection of energy and art to see how I energize my paintings with nature and with light. Sign up for my newsletter at melindaharcurly.com. Today, be your own blessing. Thank you for listening to the superpower network.